0: Death by psychosis. So, when I had the idea for this podcast, I thought it would be cool to ransack my library and do like a lib lit thing, a literature exposé of everything in my library, um, everything that's helped me come to understand my mind and the trouble it's been through with schizophrenia. And um, I thought today, with episode two here, I would turn to a thinker that I discovered at the end of university, having looked into semiotics for my undergraduate thesis in um, journalism, actually. Um, but this thinker, um, G-, G Deleuze, a French philosopher, in the Continental School of Western Philosophy in the 60s, teamed up with somebody who couldn't quite make it in the psychoanalytical field um, situated in Paris, France, of course. So, he was called Félix Guattari. And these two thinkers, Gilles Deleuze and Félix Guattari, one a philosopher, the other one a, I feel like I should say disgraced psychoanalyst, but only by his own admission that he was too schizophrenic to actually cope with the uh, clinician aspect of that line of work that he was more given to writing when he partnered up with Deleuze. And they are well known now, in especially amongst the left, of um, producing a two-volume work called Capitalism and Schizophrenia and they argue that capitalism is the recording process of schizophrenia that we are amassing so much capital that we have to have a mechanism of mind or ontology maybe or or not on the contrary so we might see from the first passage that i'm going to read but still that um commodification was taking on such a vast enterprise that um our minds or or some vulnerable minds could only cope with that acceleration through auditory hallucination. Uh, That's my understanding of it anyway. So I'm just going to turn to the um, second um, volume of capitalism and schizophrenia which is subtitled a thousand plateaus, and this is a book I bought. Um, when I was doing my undergraduate degree, I actually got turned onto it through, um, anarchism. Believe it or not, the political philosophy of postmodern anarchism, if there is such a thing, maybe it's a project that uh, certain thinkers might want to, um actualize more than it is say a theory but that's not up for debate here what i want to say is that a thousand plateaus is about essentially flattening out hierarchies but um this was what i intended to do from my library really just look at all the cool books that i had um as I said before, you know, that helped me explore the depths of my mind. And I was with somebody at the time when I when I got into this philosophy who was uh, rising up in the intellectual world. And they, um, well, sorry, they, I should refer to they as she's uh, Deleuze and Félix Guattari first, said that the role of the intellectual, is to understand the schizophrenic. And I felt that I gave my then partner a real reason to do something like that. And God bless her, she did so. And it's become quite successful since. Unfortunately, we broke up many, many years ago. But it was certainly formative, that relationship, for everything I've experienced since. And it just so happened to coincide with um, this... Uh, view of schizophrenia sort of like crudely you might say blaming it on capitalism so I've made a few notes on page 21 here and I will pause to reflect after before carrying on with the podcast because I'm sort of uh, recording it in chunks and then editing it and sewing it and splicing it together Uh, so bear with me So, page 21. um, Schizophrenia, they say, can be likened to furniture. We are forever rearranging. I'm sure that's Guattari saying that there. Sounds like him. Deleuze is more of an abstract thinker. He likes to go on tangential abstractions of lines of flight, he calls them. And his... uh, uh philosophy like flights of fancy let's say and being a french thinker the language certainly allows you to do that too levy um but they're essentially trying to debunk duality which i was a strong believer in at uh one time but they say it's a necessary enemy entirely all dualisms are the enemy um because Well, I'm not sure whether they're trying to advocate this, but they say that pluralism is essentially monism. That and, and that would say that, you know, if everything is one, and this is something that goes back to the previous episode with uh, the psychotic philosopher Wouter Kushter, who um, was talking about his one... one uh, his ehad, his one uh, toain in Greek, the the oneness, the monad. The monad is the one, the one thing, the one unified consciousness, I guess you could say. But I've always sort of advocated that there is a dialectic within the monad. And I am sure that that would stand up, that would not, sorry, stand up to criticism, Uh, what did I write in my novel, the only thing that stands up to criticism, a two-legged chair with no seat, Ah, the irony, but I omitted the irony because I'm a poet as well, so um, anyway I suppose what mental, they say mental correctives are necessary to undo dualisms, which we had no uh, wish to construct in the first place. um, And considering that their work is about flattening out hierarchies, you could say that is very appropriate. Um, But essentially, we're looking for a model that's perpetually in construction or collapsing in on itself, uh, a process that is perpetually prolonging itself Breaking off and starting up again. And that is the method of, or the mode of thinking that they're describing, which sort of they want to deploy to flatten out hierarchies. And they say that instead of psychoanalysis, you can have a, a schizoanalysis, which is essentially a cartography which outlines a map um constituting its own hierarchies um and I, I guess uh when I was uh, a flagrant vagrant in Paris I I was definitely practicing psychogeography of the debordian um style um you know, doing the daily leave, uh, wandering aimlessly around the city, creating situations using found objects to install art installations on street corners with flags that I found, uh, colourful materials, bric-a-brac, all sorts. But that's beside the point, really. I don't want to talk about my art. I want to talk about psychosis. And the anarchic deformations, as Deleuze and Guattari call it. But they talk about these things called specific rhizomes. Now, rhizomes are like roots of trees. And they say that they channel uh, despotic formations of imminence. So they recognize that there is something despotic to imminence. um, But it is... It can be channeled into rezones to to flatten out any hierarchy, so that the despot is not totalitarian. But I believe that my psychosis is evil, and that, and therefore despotic in a totalitarian way. So if I can look at look to arborescence in rezones, or or what they call knots of arborescence, just that word knots is very um. It's a a reference to R. D. Lang, the psych, the Scottish psychiatrist, who wrote a book about uh, a poet about po- a book of poetry about his experience as a psychiatric doctor. Knots, but they say knots of arborescence in rhizomes. zones, and um, but they reinforce the idea that they should have uh, that. There should be no ontological dualism, no dualism, you know, because it's going to rigidify the despotism. And Deleuze and Guattari would have you believe that the despotism comes around, comes down to, sorry, the master signifier, the semiotic regime of signs that are dominant now. Psychosis would be like the god-king of the empire, I guess, in an individual who was uh, delirious, had a pathological delusion. Um, And they suggest that uh, nomadism is an expression or an escape route from despotism. Uh, in relation to what I'm talking about in terms of psychosis being a despotic signifying regime or a semiotic regime of despotism. Now, they use the example of the role of Numbers in the Bible as being nomadic and Moses having uh, used this nomadic idea of his father-in-law Jethro, who was... A Midianite, a Kenite actually. A Kenite who lived in the wilderness and would move around from place to place which is essentially what Moses did with his own people at Sinai. Um, The Bible recounts that it was in fact the Lord's will that they should do that but maybe it was an expression of... um, the authority of Jethro and his lifestyle that Moses learned when he lived in Midian with Jethro and his wife before uh, deciding to or being charged with leading the people of Israel on the exodus from the um, Egypt to eventually the promised land. But so... They're talking about numbers as being an organisational principle. And of course, you know, one of the books of Moses, the Torah, is called Numbers. And I don't know without looking it up, but I might be right in thinking that that relates to their march and migration and the, the military domain of their fledgling history when they had to stand up and be countered and given instructions and Deleuze here I can tell it's Deleuze and not Guattari because of his line of flight thinking says that this is a counter-signifying regime um where the imperial despotic remember we're talking about the despotic element of psychosis here an imperial despotic line of flight is replaced by a line of abolition that turns back against great empires, cuts across them and destroys them, or else conquers them, and integrates them to a form to form a mixed semiotic. And um, yeah, I have personal beliefs that uh, Israel, the people of Israel, will be the final empire. But that will have to wait until the millennial rule of the king, Messiah, Jesus Christ, may his name be praised eternally. So back to semiotics, though, which was the main reason that turned me on to this philosophy that I'm re- doing a reading through of uh, during my undergraduate years. Um, that they Deleuze, Deleuze here says that um, semiotics and their mixtures may appear in a history of confrontation and intermingling of peoples but also in languages in which there are several competing functions or in a psychiatric hospital in which different forms of insanity coexist among the patients or even combine in a single patient and I feel that you know, having been sectioned so many times over the last 23 years and being placed under a a conditions of arrest where you have no freedom, you're surrounded by people who are mentally divergent, you begin to take on their characteristics and then that process of it being combined in a single patient, as they say, is fully manifested when you are released into the society you're a part of and you have to almost as if you've taken on these traits by osmosis you have to assimilate them them as well as yourself into the society writ large so it's gone above and beyond any therapeutic measure for the reason you're in there in the first place so I suppose I should finish by saying that the number, as we've been talking about Moses in the book of Numbers, is the chief, or could be seen as a chief semiotic. Deleuze and Guattari say that the number is no longer a means of counting or measuring, but of moving of this nomadism, a nomadism of mind, whereby the schizophrenic can... Um, whereby the schizophrenic can find an escape route almost along the lines of to and from the despotic signifier. They go on to say that the nomadic numerical unit is the ambulant fire, not the tent, which is still too much of an immovable. Quote, the fire takes precedence over the yurt which leads me back to some reading of the Bible I've been doing recently in Leviticus, where the tabernacle or the tent of meeting with God Almighty, may his name be praised eternally, was moved with the migration of the camp. And just that saying there that the fire takes precedent over the earth and the nomadic numerical unit is the ambulance fire is a referent to the presence of God. They go on to say that nomad organization is indissolubly arithmetic and directional, that quantity is everywhere, tens, hundreds, direction is everywhere, left, right. The numerical chief is also the chief of the left or the right. And this speaks to me of how Moses would have um, seen the organization of the people of Israel who were a direct people of the voice of God. So if we're talking about hearing voices and knowing God or the one or the signifier, um, they certainly had um, an experience with the voice. And as an autonomous numerical organization, they would have found their meaning whenever it was necessary to establish an order of displacement, according to Deleuze, in the desert. So, here I find myself in the wilderness.